0: Morning everybody and uh, welcome to Sunday Q&A Which hopefully, this Sunday, we're going to get off in one hit Which is dead handy because I was waiting for over two hours um, Thursday to get my load off I had a booking time, I got there early, I took a chance, it didn't happen Which gave me plenty of time to record a pile of videos Which I've been meaning to do for you guys for a little while And I'll stick them up over the next couple of weeks Because no one wants too much of me Uh, Right, just clean me bins So, what we got this week? Just as a little opener, the main name guy says, I must have mentioned in last week's video back in the day when I had money, you don't look like that you're down to your last (laughs) fiver. LOL. I keep meaning, I I don't mean to be flashed, lads. I never did. The reason I kind of shoot these videos here it's because I was always hoping one day that somebody might, you know, some movie producer might watch and go, we need your house for the next Cameron Diaz Jude Law holiday film. Um Here's a pile of money go on holiday. Never happened. Um The story of the house I've been here for 18 years. I will do one. I was, I'll go, I'm overdue a video on it, but it's getting around to shit in it. I will do one. I'll explain the whole thing. I say I'm not trying to be flash. It's my home. I love it. <laughs> so I spent the first three weeks with Vertigo. Um, Steve Campbell. He says, converting a Luton into a curtain sider. He says, you need £25 for a drill, £40 for an electric saw, and £40 for a decent tarpaulin, hang it on with nails and cable ties. Job done. Yeah. till you drive down the road and the box goes like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to cut it, mate. It would cut it. Whether it would sort of stand up, I don't know. But um, Nice idea. Wouldn't try it myself. So, this week's video was um, short versus long versus multi-drop. Domain name guy against this. He says don't do multi drop on this. You can do more than hundred drops because you walk into the depot, say where are the parcels, and you'll just be shown a mountain of parcels, which will put most drivers off. But if you can do, if you if you if you can do it, hundred plus drops in multiple routes. I hate multi drops. When I talk about multi drop, multi drop in my mind, in the um, Sprinter was no more than 10, 12 drops. Um, it was fridges. All to showrooms. Okay, some of them might. If it was like eight drops, some of them might be distance apart. If it was twelve drops, so you might you might be lucky you get the odd one that was around the corner. But I have done the Argos and I have done the Parcel Force. That was Parcel or Parcel Line or something like that. I hate them. I really do. It's just spending all day trying to find the address. What do you mean? Well, where's the number? Oh, it's over there. Oh, I can't park. I hate them. Absolutely hate them. I know. I feel. I feel for those that do. And there's going to be a few coming up in Venice. Leanne says, the long and the short of it. He says, I hate malt. We dropped. <laughs> me too, mate. Um, nice coat. Didn't use using the MOD. When I worked on the market, we used to get this deal once a year, and I got about 2,000 second-hand coats. From, it had to be bent to the best one I ever had, which was a Burberry Brit, which I put on eBay, and I think it sold for about 350 quid. I also got myself quite a few nice coats. I've got enough coats to last me a lifetime. I don't wear them. I spend my life well. I have. I've got um, that one, and that that one's my winter coat. And I've I've got a, I've got a super duper uh, North Face in there, lovely puffy thing. Never wear it. Don't use them. Um, and I've got lots of posh ones as well, which hang up in the wardrobe. Um, and I spent my life like this. Um, Mario, this is very useful advice. Um, I myself are working from Amazon and a self-employed courier driver. There are lots of multi-drops to be done, 130 to 150 a day. I also know they're doing a sneaky one now. The, what they're doing is they're classing it as one drop. but they're putting, you know, It's the same location, but there's five, you know, like a block of flats, one drop. There might be five flats doing a drop. That's not one drop, that's five. That's cheating. Um, 150 every day, and I ask myself, am I going to survive the day? Working five days a week, I earn approximately £1,000 before that. So I said, that's a fair whack you I like say that's all right. Um, and i go for a tank of fuel because there's more walking than driving. So I know you guys are all doing it, and hats off to you, and you deliver it to me, and it's fantastic. But from, from a personal choice, I wouldn't do it. I think you can make as much money on the exchange doing three drops as you can do on Amazon doing 150. Why do it yourself? Um, Steve, SDC Services. Uh, I'm too old for multi-drop, You says. You don't look it, mate. Um, I, I try to stick to the triangle of work. Liverpool to Hull, Hull to Luton, Luton to Liverpool, the triangle. Anything out is dead miles. I like this. This has fired up an idea from a video which is coming soon to the, the Peach YouTube channel. <laughs> the triangle and other ways to work. So thanks very much for the inspiration, mate. I've done your little video. Cheers. Um, Ian Merrick. It's Ian with two eyes, Merrick. Uh, long distance is my preferred because short jobs, you're too exposed to waiting time. This case in point. He said, um, this morning, a major distribution centre being directed by the gatehouse to reception. You want building two West one, mate. So then what's the first sign I see? Blue zone, bays, 105 to 147. What? Hang on, what's this over there? No, oh, the road goes around the back. Oh, look, there are bays around the back. Oh, it says west. It's, it's W, start. Yeah, it's in 35 minutes. Trying to find it. And that is the problem. If you're doing a lot of short jobs, if you're lucky, straight and straight out, but you can spend a lot of time trying to work out where you're picking up and where you're going to, and that really cuts into the time of your day, and in this job, time is money. You want, you, it really is. That clock is ticking. for you. That's why I get out as early as I can. I stay out as long as I can, and I do as much as I can in that time, and when you can't find something, you think, here we go. gets frustrating. Uh, Chris C. He says, I like my distance job. Uh, less time loading and unloading, yeah, same thing, and looking for jobs. But sometimes on a Friday, I prefer short jobs, so I'm not stuck far from home, um, because it's a Friday night, yet I'm the same. I was dead lucky. I, I, I knocked myself out on Thursday. I, I nearly, I, I, I literally stopped about a quarter of an hour away from my 15 hours and half an hour away from my drive time um, in a lay-by. I managed to get myself at Kentucky, which is average. Um, and just put the bed down And then the next day I got um, Where was I? Peterborough to Lincoln You never get anything out of Lincoln And then almost instantly, Lincoln to rugby Oh, what a dream well, I've got problems when we start a motor It's making funny notes I don't know if it's start a motor or the ring gear It's going when you try and start it So that's being done today But I managed to get that done, get back, get a start a motor And I'm still on by a plus three, And I hit my target for the day, it was a dream and after, after the day I had before, I, I needed it. I, I, I was grateful. Mm. Right, carrying on. Uh, we did one recently on tramping. Uh, domain name guy says, um, most motorway services have showers. I think they do. Sometimes they look like toilet doors, and normally you can get the key from the reception bit where you pay for your truck parking, I think. Uh, you, you, you usually get two hours free parking. Uh, they have to give you two hours free by law. So all service stations will give you two hours free. After that, they'll charge you for the notes, but you 're an out two hours free, um, and you can usually get fast food and coffee, free shower, you know that kind of thing. Um, as for the cooking, because I started saying about cooking, I thought, well, you know, maybe give that a bash. You know, uh, he said trucker dringy and fastest spots are two huge trim truckers that cook in the cab, etc. Um, he also said driving isn't so much about the money; it's kind of a way of life, you know. And then, geez, I had that moment. I was going to do a video about it. I thought that's pretty much. And I was driving over the hill, and it was green, and it was green, and the window was open, and it was warm, and a good song come on the radio, and I thought, this is great. And then actually just a very sad John Luke card, and went engaged. And I don't know why I done that, but um, yeah, sometimes, you know, it's just like, this is all right, this. Yeah, so um, we'll come back to that later, actually. Um, yeah, about a countryside driver, ideal. You sit in come a truck, radio, arm out the window, et cetera. Chicken wing they call it, I think. And, uh, yeah, the truck's available. Yeah, basically, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, yeah, yeah. Lee Annan, he said, someone once said, this is it. Someone once said, if you love your job, you'll never have to do a day's work in your life. I think that was John Lennon. I'm not sure. I was going to Google it, but I'm too lazy. I don't love my job. But I like my job, and when I was a market trader, I liked my job, and I consider myself incredibly lucky to have a job that I like. I think very few people get a job that they love, and I think even if you think it was a job that you love, you know like film star or um you know uh, rock star or something like that i don 't even know they're all the, they're all they cut up to be. I think film stars they say a lot of my job is basically hurry up and wait, and rock stars, I remember Billy bragg saying um it's a lot of travelling, a lot of staying in hotels. And he says, he said, they pay you for the travelling. You do the gig for free. That's the fun bit. <laughs> the, the one and a half hours at the end of the day is, is brilliant. Um, the whole day, trains, buses, travel lodges, is painful. So, you know, I'm I'm lucky. I've got a job I like, so that's kind of cool. Uh Matthew Smith, he says cab cooking, cab cooking is massive these days. Um you get a small square gas stove and a pan called a Ridge Monkey. It's a non-stick pan that folds in half, basically has its own lid, which means you can cook virtually anything nice and slowly, plus the lid avoids all the mess. As for cab cooking, look up Mark Dring, I think someone, one of the other guys, uh, domain guy mentioned him, on YouTube. He cooks some awesome, awesome food in the cab, also plenty of Facebook groups. So you actually cook in the cab, not outside of the cab on the road. You actually cooking in the cab. I haven't looked at any of these yet, I must have a look. Um, and Jeff Seymour says, with the tramp in, he says, have a look at carp fishing gear. Now, I remember my mate Ken, who I spoke to recently, actually, um, he always said this, he said, get yourself a carp bed. Get yourself a fold-out carp bed, but get yourself the one with the eight legs, not the six legs. It's more stable. And it click, click, clicks, and then you put a thing in. It's like a proper bed. You can build it in the back of your, in the back of your van. Um, he said, everything you need. Four seats sleeping bags, so you're covered all year round. All your cooking stuff, definitely recommend the Ridge Monkey cooking van again. He said, you can even get a toilet. Can be pricey but buy decent stuff and it will last you for years. Um, I have a toilet. It's called the Woods, and I use it in case of extreme emergencies. Normally, it's um, service stations. Service stations and um, Tesco's, Aldi's, Sainsbury's, all that kind of mob. They're very nice people. Um, Danny Richardson says, you need to get yourself a small diesel heater. Cheap to run. I've actually got a night heater in the truck. It doesn't seem to be working. It didn't seem to be working on Thursday, but I've just put that down the fact that I've probably got the settings wrong and it wasn't that cold. I've also got two removal blankets, two coats. I should get myself a decent sleeping bag, but we're coming into summer now and I kind of think, oh, I don't know where I'm going to be. Um, I'll, I'll think about it in October night, like, see what I'm doing then, because I don't know where I'm going to be. Uh, another thing about the cooking, the thing about my truck is to put the bed down. When you've when you finished the day, you just want to get ready to go. You know, so put the bed down, put the phone on the dashboard, watch Rick and Morty or... Um, Whatever's on Netflix. But why do you have to put the driver's seats down to put the bed down, and then it's, it's kind of not convenient. If and when, maybe, I do jump into the 18-ton sleeper, then you can actually have the bed but still get in and out the truck. And then I have an idea that maybe of, if I've got to stay out, find yourself a nice spot. Maybe somewhere on the coast. Maybe somewhere overlooking the sea. Then you can set your little pan up outside, set your little chair up outside, do a little bit of cooking, look at the sea. That doesn't sound bad, does it? That sounds like a holiday to me. But again, what comes in the future? I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Ian McBride said, question Pete. Not sure if I missed the video, but um, when someone starts their working week knowing they're tramping, would you have a plan ready? My question is more about security of vans where you're able to park because at some stage you're outside the van. If you're in a travel lodge, if you have a curtain side the van, isn't it a gamble for the driver? The whole point of tramping is you haven't got a plan ready. It's that kind of have truck will travel. So you take one job and then you, go, you can then get the next job from closer to you because you can go anywhere. But there are you know things to watch out for. We've done this in the past. If you're parking a truck up, try and park where um, other trucks park. Certain bits of security. The more you do it, the more you'll get to know where to park. You know, some truck parks have um, security. Some have the CCTV. Some of them, like some motorway service stations, apparently are renowned for getting hit. Ooh. A lot of the time when you park up at night time, you probably would have finished your two jobs anyway, so you shouldn't have anything on board. But if you've got something on board, it's a worry, because you're not covered. You're only covered when you're in transit. But these are things you are work out. But no, the whole point of tramping is you can't really do it with a plan. Unless, I mean, I know some of like the, um, the six-axle mob do. Because in the six-axle, you really tend to be, right, you're going there, you're picking up this. They can plan weeks ahead of time. Um, but for the likes of us, the likes of me and the exchange No plan A plan probably would be better And then you might know where to stick it Let's um, any wrong uh, Right, we do one on long distance Longest distance jobs and all that kind of stuff Longfinger, bless him, he's still out there doing the thing Hello mate um, He says, I've got a job from Birmingham to Dundee Multi-drop, wait and return 800 miles, leaving at 3am tonight I hope it went well. (laughs) I do. And I hope you got a few quid for it. You certainly deserve it. That's an absolute whopper, isn't it? Um, Godzilla. Longest job. He says, in time, I think uh, I'm on it. Collect Friday between two and four. Fair enough. Drop on Sunday. Five hours waiting. Then half the load's been refused and I'm to return what turned out to be a closed unit. Oh no, I'm dropping back tomorrow. This quick 41 mile job turned into three days. So yeah, from the point of view of actually time... Yeah, that's quite a winner, <laughs> so there we go. Um, right, we're on to miscellaneous now, I think. Uh, right, this is, uh, this is ZLY three. yeah, 6230. That is the name of something in Um, hi, Pete. You probably know that three and a half ton vans are going to be under working time restrictions, same as lorries. My question is do I need to pay a driver, driving agent manager who's looking after my tachograph, or can I do it on my own? I don't, mate, I, they're not at the moment. There's rumours being bandied about that vans are going to soon come under um, the, the lorry driving time, the work I've did one on driving hours is coming out soon, and the work time directive and all that. But then, would you retrofit the vans with the taco? or would you have to, to keep a log? Um, uh, is it only going to be for ones that are going abroad, or is it going to be for ones in the UK too? I don't know. All I say is watch your space, and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But if you do need, um, you, you want um, well, what we call a transport manager. Um, you can do the course yourself It's very difficult And it's a 17% success rate And what you have to learn Is a folder that thick But having said that If you get it Then you can rent yourself out To other people As a transport manager And you can get decent money So done, If I were you mate I think we'll worry about that When it, when it happens i have been a big fan Across that bridge And when you come to it I've done it on my life uh, Steve Campbell He says um, He says I've done a one off run um, For one of my Facebook customers Thornby Which is um, Teesside To Itch, that's Aberdeen, AB, um, in an empty medium wheel, wheelbase transit to take a small vintage caravan up there. Didn't find a return job, so came back empty. Still made a profit on the way. Back backload would have been nice But he charged him enough money for the way up there You know like we mentioned earlier on with SDC services The triangle This Another video is coming out on that one Sort of the five different jobs I've narrowed it out to five different jobs I've even made names up for them But I'm sure my names are rubbish And I'm sure you'll come up with that one um, And also on the subject of the floating nightclub The tuxedo princess was on the south bank at the time And old mate of mine was murdered there in 2002 You've had a life aren't you Steve? <laughs> Bless him um, he said the, t- the Tuxedo Princess is now closed He said I noticed there were a couple of years back When I was working on ITV's Vera At the old um, oil depot Just a few yards up the river past the swing bridge That is no longer there either I seem to remember I come back to this This floating nightclub up in Newcastle When I was a kid And I think part of the reason why they had it Was because it was on a ship Therefore you're not You don't have to pay UK licensing laws You can register the ship in sort of I don't know the, the Arab Emirates Or Bahrain Or Probably not the Arab Emirates they don't drink um, I don't know Canada or anywhere you like You know And then as a result of which You're the Cayman Islands And then you It, it kind of gets around The duty on the booze. Maybe that was a way around it But anyway It obviously didn't work out Because so not there no more um, Paul Cruz It was fun though Rotating knife, not, Rotating dance work, It was great <laughs> uh, Paul Cruz uh, Oh on dealer boots I did one on boots uh, Neptune dealer boots Are the best boots I've I've had sixty pound when I bought them seven years ago. Still cost the same. Seems to be a British company. First two weeks they're like diving boots, don't bend. After that, very comfortable. Uh, Wear nearly every day. Don't don't look like I've had them. I don't look like I have. Uh, I still love my my pros, my my boondocks. They they ludicrously expensive. Things, but there are certain things that are ludicrously expensive I don't mind spending the money on. I don't mind spending the money on the boots. I don't mind spending the money on the phones because I use them all day, every day. I, I, I resent spending money on things that I don't use very often. That's why I've only got a Mini. It's like I think I bought it for like 2K, about three, four years ago. It goes a mile up and down the road. Hopefully it will last me a lifetime. But what's the point of having a flash motor? It ain't going nowhere. Got to spend some money on a van on a lorry soon. But we'll worry about that when we pass the test, if we pass the test. Uh, but yeah. Thanks for the tip. Uh, Lucas L. Quick question, Pete. He says Do you have your own CPC coordinators course or do you pay someone else to have O license? Thanks. You've asked me two different questions there, Lucas. A CPC is the training that you have to do um, to drive any vehicle over three and a half tonnes. So all lorry drivers have to do it. And it's, you have to do five modules in five years. You can do one a year or you can do well, five at the end of five years. You do it however you want. You need that to drive a truck. An O-licence is what you need to run a truck. So Al doesn't have CPC trainings, but he runs two trucks. He, he, he's kind of the, the, um, the coordinator for the law. Well, Jem is actually the coordinator for the law. Al's new business. But um, yeah, there, there are videos if you go back on CPC training and O-licences. But CPC and o license are two different things. One, you need to drive it. One, you need so that you can pay other people to drive it. But you do need no license to put a truck on a road. Um, Steve Campbell, he says, the the Renault Midlam is just a rebench DAF LF. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, uh, superhero transport manager Daniel Garumba doesn't like the electrics in Renaults. He said, every time you see a truck broken down one side of the road, it's a Renault. Don't know if that's true. Um, I'm happy with me, DAF, although I have still got this start. I might have a problem to solve. I'll let you know how it goes. Godzilla's, he says, oh yeah, because I did one. Um, I think it was corrigan seventy seventy. he said, do, do you think that you have encouraged people to join the Career Exchange? And I say, I haven't encouraged anybody. I'm just talking about my life. But at the same time, I do think people have changed as a result, which I'm 100% certain that people have joined because they watch the videos. But at the end of the day, you do you. That's your call. Um, God said, this, he said, the way I see it is this. He says, you, you have encouraged by not discouraging. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. He says, being the glass half full type of chap, <laughs> you know, you show the good stuff more than the bad. And there's a lot of bad out there. And most of the focus on the bad. is yeah, he's forgetting that some people work in a factory somewhere, cold, doing afternoons, getting dirty to earn money for those who don't care if they're dead or alive as long as the shift gets covered. it's curious come and go. Some refuse to give up, some have to. It isn't for everyone. I never recommend it to anyone, but I don't knock those who do. What, yeah, that's fair enough, uh, what I tend to do, and I did do a video recently with my number on it and said you can ring them and I will, I will ask you about your situation and I will tell you, and in my opinion, and it is only my opinion, you've got to bear in mind, guys, I've only been doing this three years, I really don't know what I'm doing, I was in at the deep end, I'm learning as I go, there are people out there that have got a much better idea than me, but I will give you my opinion on whether I think it's worth it or not, and it's an honest one. So, but at the end of the day, like I say, you do you. I just do the channel. Um, I've done, you know, there's three reasons why I do the channel. Uh, YouTube pay me money. Um, I like the sound of my own voice, and I think it might go somewhere. And uh, it helps people. That's it. Right, oh yeah, Ian with two eyes, Merrick said, now he put this in the notes and I can't do a link so because I can't do it via my thing, but if you, if you go under one under one of the videos recently, there's a van calculator that calculates uh, van depreciation. Models are listed within each manufacturer, so you can click on that and you can see how much your van is depreciating and look that against others and that might help you decide which van to buy. It's kind of not my department really, but there is a link underneath one of the recent videos. If that's for you, scroll down through the comments, you should be able to find it. Um, Agnesia uh, he is not a fan of Hermes, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's the multi drop thing again, isn't it? You know, not a fan, personally, not a fan. I've never had to do Hermes, I've never done Amazon. Like I say I've done the parcel force thing and the Argos thing, and the Argos was fine. Argos was go to a couple of stores, come back do between 20 and 40 drops, depending on the distance in between, come back, go to a store, go home. That's not painful. It's not as easy as what I'm doing at the moment. Go to one place, get forked on with three pallets, drive it up the road, go to another place, get forked on with two pallets, drive it down the road, get it forked off, go home. That's much easier, and for more money. But um, it's it's there, it is what it is. Gary McConaughey, he says, Pete, Newbie should really be aware um, that the extra-long wheelbase, such as Sprint, a 4.3-meter standard 3.5-ton van, not the twin wheelers, will only carry a ton max, as they are 2.5-ton empty, fueled up, and something like a Renault Master long wheelbase will carry 1,300 kilos, but... Not so long but it's only three pallets he says i see too many guys putting weight on sprinters and when i say that's too much they tell me no mate it's fine it's a three and a half ton van yeah try to turn out a dvsa yeah it's a three and a half ton van doesn't mean it can carry three and a half tons it means it's three and a half ton loaded the best way to work out what you can carry buy your van put all your kit on fill it full of diesel drive it to a bridge and then take the weight that it says on the way bridge off the laden weight of your van. If it's a three and a half ton van and it, it weighs on the weight bridge, 2,800 kilos, you can carry 700 kilos. And it's not surprising if you've got a Luton with a tail and you've got kit on board and you might have a spare tyre or a couple of spare tyres and some spare air blue in the front, if you need air blue for it, and, and a panic truck that's a bit heavy, some straps, all this weighs up. And then you can look to yourself and you think, well, okay, what can I do to take some weight off this so I can carry a bit more legally? It's... uh. Yeah. Tell me you, but only you can do it. So, uh, Raymond Ede says, Pete, I think you're good. Oh, I did one about getting rid of, you know, what if you have to take your rubbish away with you? Pete, I think you're good, but this video doesn't make sense money-wise. Do you know how much skips cost? In my mind, they're about 250 to 270 A skip. Um, yeah, you'd have to put it on the, way, on the on the cost of the job. A better way, I find, if you've got to take the rubbish away with you is to tuck it away to one side of the van and then slowly but bit surely over the next job, the next job, the next job, you should come across someone who's got a skip on site and you can go, mate, can I chuck this in your skip, please? And nine times out of ten, they say, yeah. Sometimes, oh, I had one the other day, he said, it's metal. He said, we put wood in it. I said, there was another skip. I said, he said, is it wood? He said, no, we got to warn for that one. I went, fair enough. No problem, I'll leave it on board. Next one I went to... Can I chuck this skip, please? it was mate. So, it's fine. Um, Tiffy Oso Cornwall says Have you ever had a tip from a customer? If so, how much? I think about three times. Ironically enough, not last Friday, but the Friday before, I had to deliver two pallets of, um, oh, they were heavy. They were about a ton each, these pallets. And um, it was like, like garden slate or something like that. And when I got to the, to the drop off, it was a residential address. I thought, rice so we had to drag it you know a a ton pallet even on the um on the pallet truck it's still hard to move and my my tail lift will do a ton or it'll certainly do a ton going down (laughs) do a lot going down going up maybe not so much and it's terrifying because you go towards the tail lift you think please don't drop this please don't drop i'm saying to the guy who's a big geez i say just put your hands out steady this one and if it starts to go i'll pull the trigger like you know um but we got him off and he gave me a jacks which was you know money's money. Uh, the best tip I think I ever had is once I i to drop some fridges off at one of my malt drop in London, and the lady said, actually, these fridges are being installed around the corner right now. Is there any chance you could drive them around the corner? And I'm going, OK, but that means I'm going to finish later. And she said, I'll give you a drink out of it. I'm kind of, yeah, OK, no worries. It literally was around the corner. Um, probably took me an extra 15, 20 minutes to give me a score. I thought, oh, it's a bad there we go. So, yeah, I, I think about two or three times. But it's, it, it's not... Ironically, when we used to be on the markets, we used to take in parts, we'd always give a driver a tip. Um, but probably because we didn't know any better. And a lot of the time, they did have to sort of do a bit of work dragging it off of the tail lift, because they were in six axles. Half after, like, after the time, I didn't even know the tail lift worked. Um, so they are obviously used to being forked on and forked off. So maybe you give them a drink, off from a cup of tea. You know, it's not such a bad thing. But me personally, about three times in three years. So I'll let you know if I ever get a big um echo healthcare logistics says hi guys i'm looking for a little help my courier side of the business is going pretty well and i'm looking for, to an employer driver please can anyone advise a daily rate or per hour rate the van travels between glasgow and london and i always uh, get any casual drivers and overnight stay and breakfast don't know if going long distance expects a higher rate per hour or not any help would be appreciated sorry this is not a question related to the video that's fine that's right any, any questions are welcome You stick them in the comments, I'll put them out of the forum, the guys out there who know better than me, the the sagely wise ones, and we'll come to the answer. My answer, I think van drivers normally get around 80 quid a day. Um, I personally would aim for a winner. If you pay about £100 a day, I would think that would give you quite a a reasonable amount of applicants, and hopefully you would get someone decent who's happy with the job and with the money, and it is like maybe a little bit extra to say, look, mate, I know you're going to be away from your family. Not everybody minds that. You know, particularly if it's going to be like what you know, one on one off. So you've got to say London to Glasgow, stay overnight. Next day, Glasgow to London, go home. It's not too bad, you know. You might be away from home Tuesday night and Thursday night. That's not the end of the world, you know. But um, I welcome everybody out there who knows far better than me. Anyone, any shivers out there, any anyone running a fleet out there, what they reckon is a fair rate for a van driver, and obviously one who's going to be going distance. So please, the wise, the wise ones. Let me know, and I will pass that one on to Echo Healthcare next week. P O 114rd R D eighty five. Do you have your vans and trucks wheel aligned often? That's actually this is a fair point. Uh, Looking at starting a company with my brother, covering all sorts of heavy goods vehicle, trying to help save on tires and fuel. Uh, I don't because I am lazy. And one of my tyres needs changing because it's wearing on the inside. It's getting low. It's, you can run down to one millimetre on a truck tyre, but that's not wise and it's getting near that. Um, the problem I've always had with alignment and tracking, particularly in the van, is I'd go and I'd get the van tracked and I'd get it proper, all balanced up and they can laser track it on the floor because they can't get it up on a ramp. And then I'd drive out and two days later I'd have to go over a kerb or something like that and then knock it out again. I'd be what's the point? So, and tyres aren't that dear. I know there's going to be a lot of people screaming at me right now, going, are you, are you wise? Are you mental? Um, I think the truck tire's about 150 quid. And since I've had that, Lauren, it's running for nearly a year now, I've had to change one tire. So, and I've got one coming up. So, But having said that, I think it's interesting. And if you do do it, I'm more than happy to put out a link or something on the channel. So anyone who's out there's running fleets, I'll, I'll, I'll put you in contact with all of them. I'm just, If I can help people, one guy, I've got you guys out there going, I could really use mobile tracking. And these guys going, I want to do mobile tracking, but I could really use some punters. If I can get the two of you together, brilliant. All power to you. Like, you know, Just let, get me informed and I'll see what I can do. Um, Kalen Warren, he says, as an owner driver posting a job on a CX, would you need extra insurance? If the job goes wrong and the goods get damaged, would the customer claim on your g- g- goods in transit or the subcontracted driver? Well, that's the same thing, isn't it? I mean, you you mean on yours as in mine, on subcontractor driver. The answer asked this question, and again, I could be wrong. So once again, comments, please. It's a subcontractor driver it's down to. And I know this because once in the 3,000 or so jobs that I've done now, one job went wrong, and it was horrible. I had to put stuff on the night before. And it was Simon, and he's my favourite shipper. He said, Pete, do me a favour, I can't get this one off. And he was going to a military base. I had to get it on the night before. It turned out there was like an hour and a quarter's worth of handball putting it on. Or on no, it can't have been I was in the van, it must have been like half an hour's worth of handle, 40 minutes. I thought I ain't gonna charge him because he's Simon. And then I drove around to a military base and it was windy and it was blowing a gale and I had to get on and then it had to go up three flights of stairs and I was on the back and one of the pallets was like a like a standard and then underneath the standard they'd put a euro and I put it on the back of the lift and it went dum. And two boxes fell off. And I looked at the boxes and they looked alright. So I stacked them back up again. And then I got a phone call. And Simon went, uh, P Everything right with the job? Yeah, yeah, fine. So no problems? No, no problems either. Uh anything get damaged on the job? I went, ah. <laughs> I said, Simon, I didn't know. The boxes look fine. No. Cover that there were stalls inside, they've been damaged. And then I think the money it cost me for the stalls was probably slightly more money for the job, but they took the money off the Street Fighter job. And that's where that all came about, the, the, the best job, the, the best band-paying job I ever had was a street fighter job. It was good fun as well, like, you know. Um, but, yeah, so the short answer is when I did damage something, it was down to me. That's why we have goods in transit insurance. I mean, ours is up to 50K now, but then we were on trucks. And 10K is really a little bit Mickey Mouse. But the only problem is, once you go over 10K, they're more likely to try and find an excuse for why they don't have to pay it. But yeah, the short answer, is I understand it, is you pay the subcontracting driver. It's the driver's responsibility to make sure that the goods are secured properly in transit and delivered in a, in, 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 in good condition. And if, if, they, if they sling it in the back of the van, it turns up smashed. It's their fault and they're paying. Right, there you go. Mark Newman. Hi, Pete. Thanks for your efforts. Just signed up to the CX. I have a medium wheelbase. Do you use a dedicated sat-nav? If so, which one? Love the Q&A. Thank you, my friend. I still use Waze, and I probably shouldn't because I'm in a a 7.5 tonne, so I should probably have a dedicated um, sat-nav. I did use Road Lords for a little while, but I didn't find it as good as Waze, and I was trying to do both of them. And Waze, 95 times out of 100, gets me exactly where I need to be without, oh Christ, there's a low bridge, oh Christ, there's a width restriction. And if there is, you just have to turn around and work your way around it. Like I say, going for the, um, the Class 2 test in May... When I get the Class 2 test, I am going to have to go to a lorry sack there. So I will start with Road Lords again and see how that goes. If not, I'm going to buy one. Uh, like most of you people out there actually say there's loads of them out there, which are like about 70, 60, 70 quid. I mean, one guy said I've had mine for three years. It's never been me wrong yet. So I think there's plenty out there. and I don't think they have to cost you a fortune. I will cross that bridge when I come to it. But personally, and particularly the medium wheelbase, it's like a car. I think you'll be absolutely fine with waste. Um... Right now, back to the conclusion. Uh, Ian Merrick, with advice, um, he says, because we did the earwigging thing about making friends on the road. He said, I've done the earwigging thing as a semi-pro guitarist. He said, I go to open mic nights. Often, open mic nights are quiet with hardcore group of musicians keeping the night alive. You walk in with your guitar in your shoulder and straight away you earn brownie points as they know you're there to support and you know and, and be part of the thing. Like you know, he said... I've even walked into a bar, bar, for a beer with my guitar on, and the actors called me outside during the break and asked me to jam. I just grabbed a cable off the buskers at the end of the street. That sounds cool. I like that, and I'm sure you're very good. I'd like to see the video. Do us a video. My mate Dave does some videos, about guitars. He's excellent. He's the guy who of taught me how to play. I play very badly, but um, Dave Winter, the cab driver, he's um, he's amazing. He really is, and he's the nicest man I've ever met as well. Um, London Creative. Says, oh, I'm back on this again. Hello, Nick. I got the half man, half man reference, Half Man, Half Biscuit reference from reading the lyrics to the song about how he had a friend with a scale and they ended up playing Subutio and the friend had a Jupiter Prague. It's not Jupiter, it's Jupiter Prague, dupe Jupiter Bupest and White That's the wrong song. It's a dead giveaway. The song is called Joy Division Oven Gloves because they're Joy Division Oven Gloves. It's not all I want for Christmas. Is Duke to Prague away kit? That's on another album. I think it's on Back in the DHSS. I'm not sure. I'm not even that big a fan of Half Man Half Biscuit. I, I like a few of their songs, they're, I, and they're a bit random. But um, yeah, the song that we're, we're, the song that we're pointing towards is it all started because I did there's a song called White's Chatteris, and I found myself in Chatteris. Ironically, I drove through Chatteris again this week. Still not that impressed. Um, but yeah, the song is Joy Division Oven Gloves, and it's about Joy Division Oven Gloves. It's really not complicated. (laughs) And finally, Lee Allen says, is the book called Take Care, Take Money? No, the book is called Shall I Go On, Mum? Available to buy from Amazon. I've messed about with the price a bit because it's kind of American. I don't quite understand why. You can follow the link to the website or you can follow the link at the end to the website. Anybody wants to read it. um, It might sound miserable. It's not. It's a jolly, jolly, rip-roaring rollercoaster of a novel about um, a time in my, 18 months of my life when everything went absolutely sideways. Um, and the new one is still nearly done. Every week it's nearly done, nearly done. I'm hoping by Easter I'll have the um, the proof out, ready for proofreading. My proofreader's my wife. And um, it's about um, five normal geezers, blokes, in their 50s who suddenly gets superpowers. Because it suddenly occurred to me, why is it whenever you watch these superhero things, they're all kind of young and good-looking, or teenagers, presumably because teenagers read the comics and old sad kids like me don't, um, and all oh, they're like millionaires, and they've got like, all oh, like genius inventors. Why can't it be like, you know, I don't know, a market trader, a bricklayer, an office worker. What would happen if suddenly a bunch of 50-year-olds got superpowers? It's coming. Watch this, mate. And in the meantime, Sunday Q&A. A bit long, a bit long out in one pop so um i might stick with mid-roll ever and if that's okay i know i said i don't but um well you know that by now because you'd have watched it probably tuned off that's it hope you're all well like i say there's a load to launch next week sorry i've been a bit slow getting around to it but it's time and in the meantime i like time is money take care take money save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app